0: It's a rare person who remembers what it was to be a child. All of us can remember things from childhood. A mother's smile or frown, a father's strong arms or resonant voice, names of other children or even their faces. But who of us can remember accurately the feelings that flooded our small bodies? Feelings of weakness and helplessness and the countervailing ones of Power and
1: omnipotence. I am the master of everything. I can start things and I can stop them anytime I want. I tell everybody where to go and what to do. And they have got to go there and do it because I say so. And nobody is allowed to answer me back. <coughs>
0: Mystery drama The Enchanted Child was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Terry Keane and Ralph Bell. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12 hour cold capsule, and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. One of us is born a savage. Only little by little, through great sacrifice, by great effort, does the child abandon part of his wild and tyrannical self to become what we call a mature adult. The best of us make it only partway, and some of us never arrive at all. Our story concerns a boy who has scarcely begun this arduous
2: journey. Nice to see you this fine morning, Mrs. Lloyd.
3: Beautiful sermon, Reverend.
2: So glad. Ah, good morning, Mrs. Bristol, isn't it?
3: That's right. And this is my husband, Ed, and my mother, Mrs. Bates. Oh, yes, indeed.
2: Little by little, I'm getting acquainted.
3: We hope you're going to like it here, Dr. Everett.
2: I already do, Mrs. Bates. A fine sermon, Dr. Everett. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, Let me see... You and
3: your lovely wife have a small son, have you not? Uh, yes, that's Mark. He was in church with us, but he's gone off to Sunday school. Your wife's class, I believe. Uh,
2: yes, Mrs. Everett has the six
3: to ten. Mm. Oh, now, we mustn't keep you, Reverend. Others of your flock are waiting. We have to get home and start dinner. I have to make the gravy. Nada hasn't caught the knack. <laughs> Mother always <laughs> makes the gravy. You coming in? I think I'll stick around and talk some of the fellas. Hmm? Uh-huh. Anything to get out of helping in the kitchen. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, don't forget the ice cream. Uh Neapolitan, is that what you want? That's Mark's favorite. Come along, mother. You have to add the flower gradually. Mm-hmm. And stir constantly, or at lumps. That's what mine does. Lumps.
4: <coughs> mm, there's a dog
3: on your lawn. A dog? Mm, I can see him through the window. Oh, it must be the handsome dog. Oh, I thought the Hansons had a big dog. This is a little one. Oh, that's their new dog. Well, what happened to their old dog? Oh, poor thing. He died. What a... Nobody knows. Perfectly healthy one day, next day, gone. Uh, just as well, probably. What do you mean, just as well? He'd started taking little nips at people, not really biting, just sort of nipping at their heels. Took a nip at Mark one day. Dead? Next morning, dead. Oh. Mark felt awful about it, cried for hours. Uh, then he snapped out of it, forgot the whole thing. The resilience of children. Mother? Hmm? What do you think of the new minister? I like him. Very sound. But sensitive, don't you think? Very. I'm <laughs> going to ask him to pay a call on your father. Maybe he can cheer him up or something. Heaven knows I've tried, but I... I know, I know. It's hard. Yes, it is. <sighs> May I...
4: I don't like to complain. I've never been one to complain. You know that. But, oh, it
3: all seems so unfair. A man of his age to have a stroke. Your father's only 58. Remember Lila Conklin? Had a stroke when she was just 19. Lila got over it. Made an effort and got over it. What about his therapy? Oh,
1: that. We have
3: therapists in and out of the house all the time. He just gets mad at them, swears at them. (laughs) That's one thing he's very good at swearing. Does he ever swear at you? Oh, on occasion. I tell you, Maida, if I didn't get out of the house once in a while, like today, come in here, I I don't know what I'd do. Well, thank the Lord for Laura Rotenberg. Oh, that blessed woman, that angel of mercy, waits on him hand and foot, does everything for him, and he treats her oh. like dirt. And that sainted woman just laughed at him. Actually... Imagine. Well, I guess nurses get used to anything. Well, I don't. Never will. Here, yeah, no gravy. Uh, uh, turn the gas down, will you? Ed will be along in a minute. How's Ed doing at his job? My bed does well, always. You know that. Did he get his Christmas bonus? Oh, huh? sure. How much? The usual. Did he get a raise? Murder? Uh, in the kitchen. Hmm. No raise? No raise. Here's your ice cream. New The very same. Uh, Ed, take the chicken out of the oven. Uh, Mother, here's the gravy boat. I'll dish up the mashed potatoes. Mark home yet? No, but he will be. And here's the dish for the peas, Mother. Anybody sharpen up the carving knife? I did. Set the chicken on the table. Hmm? Isn't this a pretty dish? Mother? There's Mark.
5: I'm home.
3: Come sit down. Well, you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Well, everybody had enough? Oh, goodness, I certainly have. Me too. Well, then I'll clear. Everybody's back and I'll clear. <laughs> what did you think of Dr. Everett, Ed? Oh, I like him. like him a lot. Mother's going to ask him to pay a call on Father.
0: How's he coming along?
3: He isn't. He's not
0: worse, is he? Well,
3: I don't see how he could be much worse than he is. He's, uh depressed,
0: Mother says. Well, he's got plenty to be depressed about. What's he got to look forward to? He can't talk. He can't walk properly. The doctor told me he had to learn the alphabet all over again. Had to learn to count like a three-year-old. He gets his words all mixed up. He still does. Well, that's enough to make a man depressed. That's enough to make a man...
3: Well, it's enough. There's just no sense to it, Mother. You have to have faith. Faith in what? He's never going to be any better I know that You know that He knows that What's the good of faith? It's just pretending We have to have faith because Why? Why do we? Where does it say we have to? Oh, it would be better for everybody If he was Mother Better for him Better for me Better for everybody Oh, well, now, Mother, we don't do I know to go on living this way. I am going to fetch the ice cream, and you change the subject. Mater tells me you're doing very well
0: in your job, Ed. Job's all right. Job goes right along. You got a Christmas bonus. Yep, the usual.
3: Well, uh, here's the ice cream. Neapolitan mark. Ed, uh, the dessert dishes are on the sideboard right behind you. Uh, I got them. Ed and I were talking about his job. Oh, yes, well... Nothing to be done about that. Pass this to your mother. Well, what do you mean by that, Maida?
0: Ice cream for you, Maida? Oh, thank you. And ice cream for you, Mark.
1: I don't want any, thank you.
3: You want? You don't want any ice cream? It's Neapolitan. I don't care for any. Well, I never thought I'd live to see the day.
0: You don't even want the chocolate? Uh-uh. Well, try some of this strawberry.
3: I don't want it. You feel sick? Kind of. But it hurt all over, kind of. Uh, well, you go straight upstairs and get into bed. I'll be up in a minute and take your temperature. Run along, son. Okay. If you've got a fever, we'll call the doctor. Okay. Well, what do you think of that? He ate
0: everything right up to the ice cream.
3: Neapolitan's
0: <laughs> his favorite. He can't be very sick. He went through that chicken.
3: <laughs> well, I'm not going to worry till I know. It's very good ice cream. It's delicious. Ed. Nader says they didn't give you a raise this year at the plant. Uh, yeah, that's right. They
0: don't appreciate you, Ed. Oh, they appreciate me, all right. They pay me what the job is worth. Thing is, I should be moving up. Well, why aren't you? There's no place to move except into Henry Gamp's job, and Henry's not about to move out. <laughs> it's a good job. Henry's good at it. He'll probably work way past retirement if they let him. They probably will.
4: Mm.
0: How old is he? Oh, not even 60. Oh, my... Never been sick a day in his life, huh? oh Dear. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I wish old Henry any bad luck, but, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we all have to go sometime.
3: <laughs> yes, does seem a shame. <laughs> yes, well, I shall be getting on home. I'd like to stay and help with the dishes, Maida. but I... You know, I never let you do that. Get your father. I should get home to him. i now I'll do the dishes. Laura would likes to get out for a few hours in the middle of the day. It's all right, Mother. Are you sure? I'm sure. See you at church next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'll be over during the week. Maybe we can uh, go shopping or something. Oh, that would be nice.
0: Are you sure you don't want me to drive you home? Get the car out for two blocks? <laughs> that not. I'll walk. Bye, dear. Bye, Ed.
3: Let me know how Mark is. I'll call you. <clears throat> well, think I should go up and check on Mark?
0: Well, let's have some coffee first. All right. I don't know if we ought to be discussing my job with your mother like that. Like what? Well, you know, all that stuff about Henry Gamp.
3: It was you told her about Henry Gabb, not me.
0: Hmm. Well, I hope it didn't sound like I'm after Henry's job. Well, aren't you? Huh? Well, in a way, maybe. If you're not, you should be. Put the coffee on, why don't you?
3: When oh, you get there. All right. Um, Mr. Bristol,
0: this is Laura
4: Rotenberg. Yes, Laura. Laura Rotenberg? I have terrible news, Mr. Bristol. Mr. Bates is dead. He... He what? It must have been another cerebral hemorrhage. I, I went into his room to take him some dinner. He was lying on his bed. I, I thought he was asleep. Oh, I'm so glad I got you on the phone because I I thought you or your wife could tell Mrs. Bates so much better than I could.
0: Yeah. yes, yes.
4: Mrs.
0: Bates is there with you, isn't she? Uh, no, she's on her way home. Uh, look, I'll try to catch her before she gets there. Uh, thank you for calling us, Laura. What is it? Your father's dead, Maiden. Uh, oh. I'm going to try to catch up with your mother before she gets home. Huh. Well, I'll come with you. Oh, well, what about mine?
3: Uh, yes, I suppose I should stay with him. Yes, I think you'd better. Should I tell him, do you think? About his grandfather? I don't know. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should wait till tomorrow.
1: I am the master of everything. I can start things and I can stop them. Anytime I want. I tell everybody where to go and what to do. And they have got to go there and do it. Because I say so. And nobody is allowed to answer me back. I am the king.
0: Omnipotent thinking, they call it. And it's very common in the lives of small children. It's compensation, I suppose, for the evident fact of their own lack of any power at all, of any kind. A tiny consolation and a pathetic one, but one that may have most disastrous consequences. We shall return with Act Two. a good little boy, regarded by all with affection and approval. Everyone wishes him well and makes plans for him to develop gradually into a good man, a good person, as no doubt he will. But while he is waiting for the plans to take effect, Mark Bristol dreams in the dark.
2: Fine, chairman, Reverend. See you next Sunday. Oh, Mrs. Bristol, how good to see you in church. I'm so happy you could find the strength to attend.
3: Where else would we go, Dr. Everett, for strength?
2: I never knew your father, of course.
0: I regret that. Major's mother was going to ask you to call on him, but... Then...
3: It, uh, it was very sudden. Mm,
0: a great shock, I'm sure.
3: Laura Rotenberg called us on the phone right after Sunday
2: well, dinner. You me? know Laura Rotenberg, Dr. Everett. Oh, Laura's helping us to organize a Bible class. Yes, I know Laura. She's a fine woman She
3: took care of my father from time to time She's staying on now with my mother, too Certain adjustments can be made Well,
2: it's good she has someone with her
3: We do our best, but it's hard No, it's hard To adjust Well, we'll be getting on home, Reverend There's still Sunday dinner to get on the table I'll come with you made it Yes, I wish you would You want me to pick up some ice cream? No, don't bother I have a chocolate cream pie. Mark likes that.
0: What are you doing, Maida?
3: Calling, Mother. What for? I'm going to insist on her coming over here
0: for dinner. It's a good idea.
4: Hello?
3: Laura, this is Maida Bristol.
4: Oh, yes, Mrs. Bristol.
3: How is my mother?
4: Well, she's all right, you know.
3: Laura, I want to get her to come over here for dinner.
4: Oh, I wish she would.
3: She didn't come to church with us.
4: I know.
3: Now, she just must stir herself and come for dinner. She's always had Sunday dinner with us. I know,
4: I know, but just she simply won't budge, Mrs. Bristol.
3: You'd think she'd at least want to see Mark. He'll be home right after Sunday school lets out. She's very fond of Mark, and he adores his grandma. I know. What is she doing right now? Could I uh, talk to her?
4: She's upstairs, lying on her bed with the shades drawn. Mm. Just lying there. Her friends have called. Some of them have stopped by, but she won't talk to anybody.
3: She talks to you, doesn't she? A little.
4: She did last night.
3: And what did she say?
4: Mostly that she's all alone in the world now.
3: She's got us. Yes,
4: but... Of course... She feels she wasn't nearly kind enough to your father while he was alive.
3: That's not so.
4: Oh, it's the way everybody feels, Mrs. Bristol, at a time like this. It's part of mourning.
3: I suppose.
4: It is, believe me.
3: Well, if she changes her mind, you hustle her right over here, Laura. Oh, I
4: will.
3: Tell her, uh, tell her Ed doesn't know how to make the chicken gravy any more than I do. (laughs) I'll tell her. Thank you, Laura. What'd you say? Mother won't talk to anybody. Won't budge. Well, give her time. You know what she's waiting for, don't you? Your mother? She is waiting for us to ask her to move in here. We did ask her. I mean permanently. Move in with us permanently. Oh. Well. Ed, we can't. The house is too small. Yeah. I like my mother... Well, I like you. mother. I love my mother. Well, we need a bigger house. We can't afford a bigger house. I know.
0: Uh, I wonder how Henry Gap is. What? Who? Henry Gap. His wife called the plant last week. Henry's coming down with something.
3: Oh, with what?
0: Oh, well, first they thought it was the flu. Now it looks like pneumonia. Oh, is that serious? Well, no, not these days. Not with all the antibiotics and stuff.
3: Oh. Well, I certainly hope he gets better. Yeah. I'll give his wife a call later. Mother? Oh, there's Mark. I'm home. Come to down. You hungry?
1: Yeah, I'm hungry.
0: You want the wish ball, Mark? Please. There's not much meat on it.
1: I want to hang it up to dry. Then we can wish on it.
0: <laughs> that's right, that's
3: right. Should I
1: hang in on the radiator?
3: Well, that's as good a place as any. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Mark? Mark, what would you think if your grandma moved in here with us? Grandma? Now that your grandpa has passed on, she has to live someplace. She could live here. You wouldn't mind? You love your grandma, don't you, Mark? Sure. If she came here to live with us, we have to think of... Where she would sleep. Where do you think she should sleep,
5: Mark?
3: On the couch. Oh, your grandma isn't a young woman. I don't know how she'd like sleeping on a couch in the living room. Where would she put her things? What things? Oh, all the things ladies have to have. Where would she put them?
1: She could put them in a little box.
3: And where would she put the little box? Under
1: the couch. Under the couch.
0: Why don't you just tell the boy straight out, Maida? I can't. Oh, stop beating about the bush. What your mother's trying to say, Mark, is that if your grandma should come here to live with us, she'd probably have to sleep in your room.
3: Sleep with me?
0: In my room? Wouldn't that be possible, then? Maida, that room's eight by nine. We couldn't even get another bed into it. No, Mark, I think your grandma would have to have that room all to herself. Then where would I sleep? Well, on the couch in the living room, I guess. Where would I keep my toys? Oh, some places.
3: I don't know. I made a... Don't look at me. I don't know. Now, the whole thing's hopeless, I guess. It's just hopeless. She can't stay where she is. She can't come here. We had a bigger
0: house. We could look at But it we up.
3: haven't got a bigger house, and we're not going to have a bigger house. So just put that out of your mind. If you had Henry Gant's job, we could have a bigger house, but you haven't got it. So let's just uh, forget the whole thing. The uh, chocolate pie is right behind you on the sideboard. Why don't you... All right, I got it. The plate. We use the same fork. Right, right.
0: Have a good piece if you
3: want, Mark.
1: I don't care for any pie, thank you.
3: No pie? The chocolate.
1: I don't want any.
3: Are you
0: sick?
1: Kind
3: of. Ed, you think he's sick?
0: Well, when a kid doesn't need it.
3: Go upstairs, dear, and you get into bed. I'll come up soon and take your temperature. If you have a fever, we'll call the doctor. Okay.
1: I'll
3: be up in a minute.
0: Okay. Well, I think he's just upset about his grandpa.
3: He was fine till we... Till we what? Till we started talking about his grandma moving in here. Yeah. Giving up his room. Well, that's a lot to ask from a kid. I know, and I hated to ask him, but what could I do? Nothing, I guess just had a bigger house. You finish with your
0: pie. I've had all I want. Me too. I'm going to call and see how Henry Gamp is.
3: Aren't you going to make the call? Yeah,
0: yeah. I better do that. Aren't you going to go up and see how Mark is?
3: Yes, I better do that. Well, go ahead. I'll go check on him, and you make your call. Yeah.
0: Be sure and give my very best to Mrs. Gabb. Yeah, I will. Hello, Mrs. Gabb. Uh, This is uh, Ed Bristol from the plant. I hope I'm not disturbing you. I just called to ask how Henry's doing. Oh? Oh. I see. Well, I'm sure you haven't got anything to worry about. Doctors have got pneumonia pretty well under control these days. Oh, that's so? Well, uh, look, uh, you give your husband my very best and tell him we miss him at the plant and we expect him back any day now. We miss him, we really do. Oh, and, uh, Mrs. Bristol sends her very best.
3: No, bye. Right. Well, he's sleeping like an angel. Doesn't look flushed or anything. I think he's all right. That's good. How's Henry Gale?
0: His wife says they've got him on some new medication. They've been trying different things, trying to find one he'd respond to.
3: He's not responding?
0: Well, I think this latest one may work.
3: Somebody's at the door. Yes. Want me to get it? Oh, uh, yes, please. I have the funniest feeling. Oh, uh, Lo-
0: It's Laura Rodenberg.
3: Come in, Laura. Oh, so glad you're both here. I tried to phone you, but the line was busy, so I ran over. What's
0: the trouble, Laurie? You look all
3: upset. Where's Mark? Is he here? He's upstairs asleep. Look, I have something very, very dreadful to tell you. Mrs. Bates, she took some pills, some sleeping pills. They were left over for when your father... She took sleeping pills? How many? A lot. When? When did she take them? Sometime this morning. Oh, I should have known when she wouldn't see anyone, but I... I never thought. I never dreamed. Oh, so did.
0: You called the doctor.
3: Is she in the hospital? Of course I called the doctor, but it wasn't any use. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so terribly sorry. You so... mean my mother's... My mother's dead? The doctor called an ambulance right away. But we both knew it wasn't any use. She must have been dead for at least an hour. Well, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. No, honey. I my... cannot stand it. You see, she should have been here. She should have been here, living with us. Maida, we couldn't have known. I did ask her to come for dinner, dinner. didn't I? Of course you did. What is happening? What is happening in this house? What is going on? Maida, don't, don't, don't. It's just like a week ago. We sit down to dinner. Everything is all right. Then all of a sudden, Mark doesn't feel well. He goes upstairs. I tell him I'll be up in a minute and take his temperature. And before I can do that, somebody dies. My father dies and my mother dies. What is happening? What is going on in this house?
1: I run everything. I boss everybody. If I tell them to fall down, they fall down. And I can make them get up, too. Nobody can tell me anything. And I can tell anybody anything I like. Everybody is afraid of me, and I am not afraid of anybody, because I am God.
0: You must know by now that we're examining not the conscious mind of a small boy, but its dark, hidden depths. And the occult desires that lie buried there. More often than not, these wild wishes remain immured, never to reach the light. Sometimes they emerge and play havoc with the life of the man that small boy is destined to become. We'll return with a final act shortly. <laughs> Imagine that you know your children in any but the most cursory and superficial way. Are they bright? Are they well-mannered? Are they talented? Are they good? You may know the answers to all these questions and still know nothing of importance about them. I would advise you to take to heart the words of an East Indian poet and philosopher named Rabindranath Tagore... I do not love him because he is good, but because he is my little child.
2: So happy to see you here. So happy. but Reverend? Oh, Mr. Bristol and Mrs. Bristol. How are you, Dr. Everett? I should be asking you that, Mrs. Bristol. Tell me, is there anything I can do for you? Any way I can be of help? I should be only too glad, believe me, if there's anything at all. I don't
3: think there's anything anyone can do, Reverend. I'd like to try, if you'd let me. There's nothing. Uh, Reverend, uh, there is something. Ed,
0: don't. If you could uh, find some time to talk to me.
2: Ed, please, Of oh, course, of course. Oh, no, any time. When would be. This morning. You mean now? Ed, I wish you wouldn't. Well, the sooner the better, if that's all right with you. Well, let's see now. There's only a few more parishioners to speak to. If you could wait a minute or oh, two. sure, I can do that. Then we can step into the vestry.
0: I can give you as much time as you need. Thank you, Dr. Herman. Maybe. You go along home. Start dinner. Oh, come on. Go on now, will
3: you? I hate to
0: go home by myself. I'll be there as soon as I talk to the reverend.
3: Are you sure?
0: I'm sure. Come on. Go on home now.
2: There's a bench here, Mr. Bristol, if that's all right.
0: Oh, yes. Anything. Uh, any place. Well, now, let's sit down and you tell me, whatever it is. Yes, thank you. It's, uh... It's going to sound weird, Dr. Everett. I uh, want to tell you that in advance. Whatever it is, just tell me. I wouldn't bother you except for Maiden. You're not bothering me. I don't want you to feel that you are. Reverend, you know Maiden, I have a little boy. His name is Mark. Oh, yes, yes. I'm
2: hoping I'll get to know him soon. Mrs. Everett speaks so highly of him. He's such a fine little fellow, such a good boy. She thinks the world... Yes, yes, we do, too. Of course you do. Uh, Was it Mark you wanted to talk to me about?
0: In a way, in a way, I might as well start at the beginning. <laughs> if I know what the beginning was, sometimes it, it seems. Uh, yes. Well, it seems as if I don't know anything at all about about anything about anyone.
5: <laughs>
2: I don't mean to cry, Riverdine. It's it's all right. Really, it's all right. <laughs>
0: About a year ago, my my father-in-law had a stroke, but uh, what do you know about that? Mm, I wasn't here when it happened, but uh, I know about it. Well, well, he got to be quite a burden to his wife, especially. And, and a couple of weeks ago, she was having Sunday dinner with us at our house, and, and I, I'm afraid she was quite bitter about it all, and uh, I'm afraid she let herself go and... Uh, <sighs> She was very outspoken. Well, that's quite understandable. Yes, yes. But in, in, in front of Mark, she said things, uh, she kind of intimated that it was all too much for her, that she, she couldn't stand it any longer, that, that, well, that her husband would be better off if, if he didn't live. Better off dead is, is what I really mean. That. She, she didn't come right out and say it, but we all knew what she was feeling, and well, I've got to tell you, Reverend, we felt it, too. Well, people do have these feelings, Ed, but they, they pass. Yes, but that's not the point of what I'm trying to tell you. Maida, brought on the dessert. It was Mark's favorite ice cream, Neapolitan. He's crazy about it. But he, he said he didn't want any. It's the first time in his life he hasn't wanted Neapolitan ice cream. We, we thought he might be sick, you see. and Yes. I made her send me to bed, and my mother-in-law went home after we finished up the ice cream. But before she could get there, we got a phone call from Laura Rotenberg. You, you know Laura Rotenberg. Mm, yes, I know. And Laura said my father-in-law was dead. Another cerebral hemorrhage. Yes? But don't you get it? Get what? What am I supposed to get? Oh, wait, wait. Where did you hear the rest of it? Of course, my, my mother in law was very disturbed, upset. Of course, she wouldn't go out. She wouldn't see anybody. wouldn't 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 even go to church. Oh, I remember. Well, my wife went to see her at first. She she lived right down the street from us, a couple of blocks. My my wife caught on pretty soon that that her mother wanted to come to live with us. Well, well, that's easier said than done because we've we... got a, a two bedroom house, Reverend. There's made a... And my bedroom, that that there's that, marks. That's all. We, we had a bigger house. We've been very very glad, very very happy.
2: Don't be afraid of tears, Ed. They can be a blessing. Yeah.
0: Well, we talked about it a little bit at the dinner table. Made to ask the boy, would he give up his room to his grandma? He's such a good boy. What did he say? Not much. But uh, a couple of minutes later, he said he didn't want any chocolate pie. And he went upstairs to his room. Maid and I, we finished eating, and a little later, Laura Rotenberg came to the house and, and told us, she told us my, my mother-in-law had taken sleeping pills and was dead. Don't, don't you see, Reverend? See what, Ed? It was just like the time before. When when Mark's grandpa died, it happened exactly the same way. Well, you're not trying to say... You don't mean... I don't know what I mean. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just know what happened. Mark went up to his room both times. Both times, somebody died. Within minutes, somebody died. You don't mean there's a connection? Well, couldn't there be? Maida thinks there could be. Do you think so? I don't know what to think, but I've heard... I've, I've read about about devils that get into human beings. They can do all sorts of awful things that they wouldn't do in the ordinary course of things. You think a devil has gotten into your son? Is that possible? Is it? I, I don't know. I I simply don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait! I haven't told you everything, Miss more. When Maida and I were talking about her mother coming to our house to live, we, we kept saying how it would be so simple if we only had a bigger house with an extra bedroom. And, and that's the truth, Reverend. We, we'd have only been too glad to have her if we'd only had one more room. But as things were... Well, the only chance we had of getting a bigger house was if I got a promotion. A, a promotion I'd be sure to get when... when yes, when? When Henry... When Henry... Gamp resigned or retired or died. Yes. Well, Henry's had pneumonia. And it never occurred to me. It never occurred to anybody that he wouldn't get over it and come back to work. But the antibiotics didn't work. And this morning his wife called the house. She says, she says, she... Henry's dead. I see i I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Everett. We talked about Henry Gamp about me getting his job, the promotion in case anything happened to him. We talked about it in front of Mark. We kept saying we just had a bigger house. If I got promoted, we could have a bigger house, and that was the only way we wait, could. Wait, 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 Ed. You're jumping to conclusions that you have no right. To... All those deaths, all those people dying. Wait, wait, Ed. Wait, what, what, what could it be if, if it isn't the devil's work? But your own son, your own boy. You don't think I want to believe the devil's got into him, do you? But the way things happen, the way those people died. Now, Ed, I don't think
2: we should talk about this anymore this morning. I uh, I think you should go home now and, and be with your wife. Oh, poor Maida. She's worse about this than I am, believe me. Well, you tell her that I'm going to come to the house and talk to her. All right, I will. Uh, uh, probably tomorrow, yes, definitely tomorrow. All right,
0: thank you. Thank you, Reverend. Are you all right now? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh. Come, I'll walk you outside. You're very kind, Reverend.
2: Oh, not at all, if... If I can't minister to my flock, then what am I doing here? Right? Right. You see what a beautiful day it is? It's beautiful, yeah. Makes you believe in God, doesn't it? And his infinite kindness. Yeah. Uh, Watch the steps, Ed.
0: Uh, Are you all right? Yeah, 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 I'm all right. You want me to walk home with you, Ed? No, 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 I'm all right. Thank you again, Everett. And tell your wife I'll call her in the morning. I'll tell her... I'll
2: tell her. Watch out! Ed, watch out for the truck! Ed!
3: I can't. I just can't. I can't go on. glad you're there. I thought you might have moved out.
4: I was just packing my things. Laura,
3: I'm all alone here and I'm getting dinner. Mark's in Sunday school and Ed stayed at the church to talk to Dr. Everett and I'm all alone and I... I can't manage to hold myself together somehow. Laura? What
4: is it, Maida? What can I do for you? Could you come
3: over here? Maybe help me get dinner on the table and maybe stay for dinner. I don't I don't want anybody to know I'm falling to pieces like this. Especially Mark. And having you here would help, you see. You keep the conversation going, you know?
4: Of course. Of course. I, I could do that, Lena. Now, so could
3: you could you come over right away, Laura? Oh, yes. Oh. I want to tell you something. Very privately. Ed is talking to the minister right now. Heaven knows what he's telling him. But I have an idea. It's horrible, Laura. It's, just, it's horrible. And... Then I think, on the other hand, it may be true. And if it's true, I... Laura, made up, made up.
4: Try, try and get hold of yourself.
3: <laughs> Laura, something horrible about Mark. <laughs> about our little boy. I, I'm going to throw on a coat and come right over. I'll be there in a couple of minutes. So you
4: get hold of yourself.
3: Yes, I will. I will. Oh, there's the doorbell, Laura. I better go answer it can't be Ed. I always leave the door open on Sundays for him and for Mark. Well,
4: at least you won't be alone
3: until I get there. That's right. And, Laura, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm coming. Oh, Dr. Everett. Oh, please, come in. Uh, do you mind coming back to the kitchen, Reverend? I have dinner cooking. You don't mind the kitchen, do you? no. No, no. What I, I wonder if I could ask you to stay for dinner. I was just on the phone to Laura Rottenberg. She's coming over, and we'd love to have you. Oh. Pardon me while I check the gravy, Doctor. Uh, Mrs.
2: Bristol, please, sit down. Please.
3: Oh, certainly. No. I hope you don't mind these old kitchen chairs. Mrs. Bristol,
2: I have some very bad news for you.
3: What? But what news? What? Uh,
2: about your husband.
3: What about it? What's happened to Ed? He
2: and I had just finished our little talk in the vestry room. I. I walked him outside and down to the curb. I. I offered to walk home with him. I could see he didn't feel well. But he wouldn't let me. Uh, he started off by himself and. He. He stepped right into the path of a truck. Oh. He was hit. Hit by a truck? Where are he, he was now? taken to the hospital. I went with him, but but he died on the way, Mrs. Bristol. Ed Ed died. Mrs. Bristol, please. Sit down. Ed
3: died? No, I don't believe that. No, I don't. It's it's true. Not Ed no. What is it? Ah. What is it? Oh, I can't. Oh, Mrs. Bristol.
2: Faith. Mrs. Bristol. Uh. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh dear God, please. Oh no, please, please, dear God. Uh, heavenly Father, please. Oh please, operator, send an ambulance. Uh, the Bristol house on Elm Street. I I don't know the number. Uh, look it up. They've lived here a long time. The Ed Bristol house. Wait a minute. Somebody just came in. Maybe they know. Hold on. It's a big yellow house near the corner. Tell them. Maida? Oh. Is Maida here? What's the number of this house? 32. Oh, it's number 32 Elm. Tell them to hurry. Oh, my God. Wait. Tell them it may be a heart attack.
3: How is she? Is she...
2: She's dead. Oh, my God here when it happened. I came here to tell her about her husband. Oh. He was run over right in front of the church. Oh, my God. I had to tell her. I had no idea. I've been talking to Ed in the vestry room. He told me all about her father and her mother and now Henry Gamp. Dead. All dead. Oh. And he asked me
3: if if a
2: devil had gotten into Mark and I said... A devil?
3: A devil had gotten into Mark? What kind of nonsense is that? Well, the way he told it. And
2: then he was killed. And now... This, somebody just came in. Mother, it's Mark.
4: Mother, I'm home. Who is going to tell him? Is it possible there's a devil in the boy? If there is, it's the same devil that's in all of us, Reverend. Who is going to tell him? Am I or you?
2: I think, better you.
4: Mother,
1: father, where is everybody? Mark. Where is everybody? I'm hungry.
0: Is the child still alive in you? The desire to run the world and order people about cling to you even today. Have you never quite relinquished the conviction that you are a superior being whose every wish is paramount and can be gratified? No? You're not like that? In any
2: secret place?
0: In any secret way? Take a closer look. I'll be back shortly. An angry infant could destroy the world if his strength matched his fury. Be careful how you deal with him. For he is mad with rage. And he would kill you if he could. Our cast included Terry Keene, Ralph Bell, Adam Ross, Evie Juster, and Don Scardino. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale.
5: It's
0: ah! oh! that crow. Oh, get it.
2: It was on the windowsill
5: they Keep it out Keep it out It's all right It's gone Oh Well, where is it now?
2: It, it flew off into the pine trees
5: oh, oh, that was
3: such a shock
2: That's what was looking at us
3: Oh, oh gosh I, I guess it has the run of the place We're the intruders to him I don't know
2: oh. There was something about the way that bird looked at us when we drove in Do you remember? Sitting on the pillars? Yeah That's no ordinary bird Crows don't react this way to people.
3: What do you mean, Marty?
2: That crow didn't land on our windowsill by accident. I told you yesterday when we drove up, I didn't want to stay. I couldn't put my finger on it. But there's evil here.
0: Real evil. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre.